0: Okay, you've been standing here for too long. It's suspicious. Pick a booth. Just walk in and pick a random booth. There you go. One step at a time. Hey, look at that. A booth for you to sit in. You're at a diner because you want to have some lunch. So now, you're going to sit in a booth. That's what people do who aren't scared to death that they'll get arrested. Smile at the waitress. Not for too long, just smile at her like you're a normal person going to a diner. A normal person who has money to pay for the food they're about to order. What I'm doing is not okay, and I know that. Stealing is morally wrong on many levels. But I'm just so hungry, I think I'm about to lose my mind, for real. So I'm going to break the law, again. I stole a car two days ago. Today I'm going to steal food. Okay, here she comes. Here we go. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. I'm I'm not going to go to jail. I'm just going to eat, and then I'll leave. That's all. The waitress has a big port wine stain on one side of her mouth. It looks like she forgot to wipe her face after eating some berries or something. I mean, she can't help it, of course. It doesn't look that bad. I'm not trying to be mean. It just catches your eye, you know? It reminds me of this regular at BBU. He had one of those marks. Uh, Never mind, I don't know why I'm getting into this. I just couldn't help but notice. I'm just... Really, really nervous. Okay, here she is. She looks like a nice person. You'll be able to reason with her if you get caught. I think. I hope. The waitress asks if I want coffee. Do I? Yes, of course I do. I want everything I can get. Say yes. Don't stare at her, just say yes. And ask for a menu. Ooh, and ask for a donut while you wait for the menu. Talk. Come on, you're being weird. Use your mouth to do words. Uh, Sorry, it's been a long uh, day. Coffee would be great. And can I get a plain donut with the menu, please? Coming right up. Thanks.
1: You from around here?
0: No, I'm from Corvat.
1: You staying long?
0: Just passing through.
1: So you're on a road trip then?
0: Yeah, visiting family. Okay, good job. That sounded natural. I think. Now, plan your exit. What way are you running after eating as much as you possibly can? The emergency exit? Well, I'm not sure if it'll open. I should have checked. Okay, so you're going out the way you came in. Well, why did you sit so far away from the entrance then? Why didn't you just pick a booth right next to it? Oh, it's impossible to think when you're this hungry. I tried everything. I basically begged people in the streets at the town center. All day, I tried to get people to help me. I asked shop owners to give me anything they would throw out otherwise. And when it started getting dark again, I decided to try and sneak into someone's kitchen. But people were onto me, man. Everybody kept an eye on me, like I had burglar written on my forehead. Maybe it's the BBU getup. The bright red and white makes me stand out too much, I think. I walked back to the gray house last night and slept in the tall grass again. It was cold and it sucked. And I was so hungry. Now it's almost 20 hours since the crow left me alone. So I have to eat something. It's all I care about right now. Here comes the donut and the coffee. Oh my, look at that donut.
1: So beautiful. Here's your donut Mm. and the menu. Thank you very
0: much. Mm.
1: And the coffee.
0: Great, thank you. Thanks. You were starving, weren't you? Yeah, I, I was very hungry. Sorry about that. I haven't had anything to eat all day. This is the best donut I've ever had. I swallowed the whole thing in one bite. Oh, and this coffee. Life force is gushing back into my system. This is amazing. Almost worth all the suffering, this feeling. Let's see what I'm ordering. Definitely eggs and bacon. Mmm, cheeseburger with peppers, yes please. Oh, a serving of loaded fries. Oh, chicken breast. Let's start with all that. Maybe I can take some of it with me for the road. Oh, excuse me, Uh, I'm ready to order? Hi, yeah, I'm ready to order. The what? I'm not sure what you mean. That was weird. The waitress just asked me if I carry the mark. What mark? When I asked her what she meant, she just started taking my order like it didn't happen. But it did. I heard her say the words, I'm sure. Do I carry the mark? Why would someone ask that? Whatever eat first and then get out of here without getting arrested. After having lunch on the other side of the parking lot every day for a couple of years, Kim and I got to know the comings and goings at BBU quite well. We made a game out of guessing the regulars based on just their car or license plate. Kim usually won. I could have spent one of those lunches we had together sitting under the big sign, to tell her what she means to me. There were plenty of opportunities, but instead we played guessing games. One regular stood out most, basically because he scared the hell out of us, or out of me at least. We called him the Creeper. Each Tuesday at 10.09 exactly, the Creeper showed up. Kim always spotted his car first, tiny white dot vibrating on the desert horizon, like he just drove into Corvette from another dimension, probably next door to the fiery pits of hell. He drove a white, beat-up car. I don't know the brand, I don't know a lot about cars, but I'd recognize that thing anywhere. He gave me goosebumps each time when Kim said she spotted him. Creeper incoming, she used to say, and pointed I laughed and made jokes, trying to hide the fact that I was nervous. The creeper always drove up to the parking lot real slow, and while he passed the sign he just stared at us, expressionless through the side window. I never wanted to look at him. I wanted to act like I didn't even notice him, but I couldn't help but stare back. He had this long, thin face. Super thin, his eyes were forced really close together. They almost formed the infinity symbol, you know? Like a number eight sideways? And on his left cheek, there's this round port wine stain like a finger mark. You just had to take one look at this guy and you knew he was hiding something in his basement. I mean, I know I'm sounding like someone who judges people based on their looks or on the fact that he had a mark on his face. But sometimes you just see someone, and you know something else is looking back at you from behind their face. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can just sense that it's not only some guy looking at you, but also something else, waiting for the right moment to take over. The creeper always parked in the same spot, real close to the sign. He always got out of the car, but never walked into the restaurant. He just leaned against the hood, took out this brown paper bag, and stared at the B.B.U. customers walking by. At first, we thought he was waiting for someone. Later, we thought he might be stalking someone who comes to eat there. But we couldn't think of any other regular that came by on Tuesdays around that time. Oh, and he always wore this long brown overcoat. We are talking desert, middle of the day, middle of a parking lot, and this guy wore a long brown overcoat. I think it was leather. You could see the sweat shimmering like little diamonds on his forehead. After a couple of minutes, he slowly folded the bag into a square, got back in his car and left real fast. Like he was in a hurry all of a sudden. On his way out, he stared at me again with that blank expression. One day Kim said she was going to talk to him. She said she was too curious. She wanted to know what he had in that brown bag of his. I told her not to do it. I told her I didn't want this creeper guy to get too close to her. She thanked me for worrying about her, gave me a kiss on my cheek. I should have said something. I should have asked her on a date or something. Where do you even go on a date when you live in Corvat? Want to make some sand castles in the high desert? Or drive up and down a strip full of fast food and coffee places? Maybe the BBU parking lot would have been fine. I don't know. That night I had a dream. The creeper parked right next to me. He got out of his car and showed me the inside of his brown bag. There was a severed hand in there, but no blood. A perfect hand. The fingers were spread apart wide. When I looked up, his face was real close to mine. The red mark on his cheek glowed like a ruby, like it was a stone someone lodged into his skull. He told me to pick a door. And then I woke up. Choose one.
1: Only one.
0: Okay, now's the moment. The waitress is nowhere to be seen. Guys in the kitchen have their back turned. You're now going to walk away. You're going to get up and walk away without paying. You have enough food in your system and in this doggy bag to hitchhike for days. So... Here we go. Just keep walking, almost at the door. Don't look behind you, just keep walking. You're a normal, everyday customer who paid for their food. That's it, open the door and disappear. Walk faster, no, don't run, that's suspicious. Don't look behind you, get around the corner first. I'm getting away with it. It feels good. I know it's wrong, but it feels good that I pulled it off. Just keep going. Almost home free. Hi, I'm Sleeper, and I apologize for interrupting the show. Leaving Corvat is a one-man production that can use all the help it can get. If you head over to LeavingCorvat.com, you'll find lots of cool corvat related stuff you can get in return for supporting the show. Thanks. And now back to the story. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Buntwine coming January 2nd, Wherever podcasts are available. In the corner of my eye, I see something coming out of the alley behind the diner. It's a hand.
1: Hey, get over here. We need to talk.
0: I don't know why, but for some reason I stop. I don't run. I stop and look at her. It's the waitress. The woman with the red stain on the side of her mouth. She's smoking a cigarette. She reminds me of that one woman in Fight Club? In the movie? The one who steals clothes from laundromats and sells them. There's something scruffy about her, but in a cool way.
1: I take it you need money.
0: I tell her I don't know what she's talking about. I paid the bill. I'm walking to my car. She laughs.
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to steal food the second you walked through the door.
0: I just nod. For some reason, I don't run, like I said. Apparently I can sense she's not trying to bust me or something like that. She takes a long drag from her cigarette and flicks it at my feet.
1: What are you after? Drugs?
0: I tell her I just need some food and some money to get out of town. I tell her I'm from Corvat, and I'm just trying to get as far away from that place as possible.
1: I can help you. I can take you to someone that'll give you a simple job in exchange for a lot of money.
0: Illegal, I ask?
1: Yes, very illegal. But you'll never get caught. How do you know? The man who will give you the job. They call him the gardener. Ever heard of him?
0: I shake my head. Exactly. She smiles. I turn around and thank her for the opportunity. I don't want to get involved in crime of any kind. I don't want life to get more complicated right now.
1: Yes, you do. That's exactly what you want. You want adventure. Otherwise, you would have stayed in your hometown. Adventure is messy and scary and a little bit dangerous sometimes. But it's better than staying in the same place and lying to yourself about being happy there.
0: I don't run. For some reason. So
1: follow me and start an adventure. Let's go meet the gardener. He'll like you.
0: Without even taking another look at me... She turns around and disappears into the alley. I turn around and follow her. I'm not sure if I can trust her. I just met this woman, but I do need money. And Maybe she's right. Maybe I'm following her to start an adventure. Whatever it is, I follow her to meet someone called the gardener.